Welcome, everyone, to the Movie Machine Podcast, presented by Hot Chocolate Media. I am your moderator today, Kyle Decker, and I am joined by three media luminaries that are going to craft a movie for you based on a random prompt from the internet. I have Ben Lifson with me, who was the realism coordinator on Nicolas Cage's Face Off. I've got uh, Jacob Gulliver, who was the swimming coach on uh, Bad Lieutenant, Last Port of Call, New Orleans. We have our producer, Michael Crefting who was the flower wrangler on Adaptation. Three men who are familiar with Nick Cage's work, for good or for bad, here with us today. And to get started with a writer, you need a prompt. And your prompt today is a wacky slice-of-life film. The main character is an irrational heir. The major event of the story is temptation. All right, so this is going to be a wacky story. We have uh, Brandon Wimbledon, who's a very rich and successful son of a very rich and successful business. But, you know, sometimes being the rich heir is kind of boring. So what does Wimbledon do? Well, he takes a walk on the wild side, if you get my drift. He goes out and he gets tempted by some sassy lady named Juno. But hold on to your hats, it gets better. See, Juno isn't the rich person you might expect someone like Wimbledon to hang out with. In fact, she's kind of outdoorsy and middle class. What? What wackiness? Wimbledon doesn't understand what normal people do. He's a rich heir. He gets tempted to do normal people things, like make instant coffee. But he doesn't understand how instant coffee works. Whoa, so much comedy potential. We could say like, hey, let's get hey, let's get some tea, Wimbledon. Okay, where's the butler? What? We don't have butlers. Doesn't everyone have a butler? No, see, I'm cracking up already just thinking of the comedic potential. Alright, do you have a name for this film? The Princeton and the Popper. Cause he went to Princeton, cause he's rich. Princeton the Popper doesn't make sense because it doesn't have a twin, I just realized. You know what? It's going to be Wimbledon one way. One way to Wimbledon. Okay. So, Jacob, a courier delivers to your door a package wrapped in novelty Rob Schneider wrapping paper. And in it is a script uh, written on construction paper in crayon and colored pencil. It's called One Way to Wimbledon. There's not one scene with tennis at all in the whole script. It's about a character named Wimbledon and a character named Juno. How do you make this piece of shit shine? Yeah, you know, I think we just lean into, like, the the shitty romantic comedy type of movie. So I think we have to cast Kevin James as our lead. He's like, for some reason, people just go see his movies in droves. I'm not understanding why, but they do. He'll bring people in. And then for Juno, we're going to get Catherine. Winnick, 
I've added in this other element where he's got an older brother who's like who kind of like manages the family fortune and he's the like fuck up of the family. And so his older brother is going to be played by Owen Wilson and Owen Wilson has hired Catherine Winnick to basically like be his pretend girlfriend for the the like course of the movie. And it's going to be this sort of like weird lesson about like, here's how you be a real person where Catherine Winnick is explaining how, you know, to, to Wimbledon, like, this is what the rest of the world lives like. And we'll still get in a lot of that goofy comedy, but we'll also bring in a lot of that kind of like forced drama that also occurs in these sorts of movies. The instant coffee scene is brilliant. I've gotten uh, about 15 different malfunctioning Keurigs, and we're just going to like let them go and see what happens with Kevin. And it's it's going to be great. Like, people have really stepped up to the plate finding ones that do wacky crap. So that's going to be good. We're going to have a scene on the tennis court, and he's going to have, like, squeaky shoes. Because, uh, of course, his family owns tennis courts. Like, that that makes sense. And he's going to have squeaky shoes the whole time, so he'll be running around and trying to hit. And it's going to be hilarious. Gather uh, <laughs> Winnick will just be like... The audience's view into the movie, like, oh my god, I cannot believe this fucking guy. But she's still like, ha 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 great one, Wimbledon. It'll be great. I really want Owen Wilson's character to be like ultra suave, like he's like almost to like a cartoonish degree. Like he's picking up people. I also want him to be pansexual, so he's picking up both men and women, and he's kind of like he cameos in weird ways. The the scene with the the coffee, he like after. They come out, he's making coffee for his, his conquests of the previous evening. And that, that'll be pretty good. I also think that we're we're going to bring in... We need, like, a best friend character for Catherine Winnick's Juno. Maybe we can get, like, a, an, an Amy Schumer or, like, somebody like that to, to step in. You know, somebody in that same sort of vein would be fine, too. Really basic style in terms of, you know, capture it wides. No real deep focus or anything like that. All right. So our producer, Michael, you have a a pretty straightforward, boring, and uninspired script for a rom-com filled in a pretty uninspiring, straightforward way like most rom-coms are, starring a pretty straightforward, standard rom-com cast featuring Kevin James, who is popular in spite of all evidence, Owen Wilson, who ever since Bottle Rocket makes questionable career choices, Catherine Winnick, who's following up a great run on Vikings with a very, very bad feature film choice, so she should probably call her agent, and Amy Schumer, who continues to make poor decision, poor decision after her good writers left her. So how are you feeling? I'm feeling horrible about this. Uh, what I would like to do, uh, if I may, is uh, recast the entire thing. Uh, let's start with the brothers. We'll keep the the brother aspect in there. I like it. But we'll replace Kevin James with Kevin Hart. And we're replacing Owen Wilson with, you guessed it, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Because, of course, they're brothers. I saw Jumanji. It worked out great. They do sell movies. Now... Moving over to uh, the other half, if you will, were uh, uh, switching out Catherine. Uh, uh, what's her name for someone a little more, a little more knowledgeable, no, a little more well known? Uh, we're going with Tilda Swinton, and for her friend companion, uh, we're going with instead of Amy Schumer, I'm going to go with uh, Kristen Schaal. 
Now, uh, from there, uh, I am uh, changing the location uh, to Paris because uh, I'm getting some tax breaks from the French uh, Republic to film in Paris, as long as we uh, mention a baguette every five minutes and uh, and uh, show the various patisseries and other French bakeries. They do not want us to show the Eiffel Tower, which uh, surprised me. If I may say so, but who am I to say I'm, 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 I'm not French? If you didn't know anything else, and uh, do you have a budget for this? Well, yes. Uh, by I, the way, Tilda Swinton's agent uh, says Tilda typically doesn't do movies like this, so you need a really large price tag. Oh yes, no, I, I have been uh, given notes for uh, three trillion dollars. Um, did you misspeak there? Because you literally just listed like the GDP of Algiers. Uh, no, in fact, the entire country of Algiers is backing this movie. <laughs> Actually, Algiers is, a, I realize, is is a city in Libya because I just failed at geography. But uh, yes, you meant Algeria, I assume. Sure, let's go with that. Sure. Okay, writer Ben, you've been completely recast. A mythical number for a budget, which can't possibly be funded by Hollywood, uh, has been put on a piece of paper, so you're not sure where the money is coming from. You do get quite an upgrade in your cast overall, but it's very discordant. You know, you have Tilda Swinton, the uh, one of the, the strangest, most bravest actors who does amazing performances all the time. You have an adorable Kristen Shaw, and then you have Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart. Well, big box office draws only play themselves in movies. All right. Hold on a second. This budget's a bit bigger than I expected, so I'm going to bring the A-game comedy. So, in Paris, well, that's time for a mime joke. We are throwing in a mime. He's going to come up and Wimbledon's going to say, Hey, guy, can you show me which way to whatever the other thing in France beside the Eiffel Tower the is? The Louvre. The Louvre. Yeah. And the mime will like gesture and Wimbledon will be like, I didn't catch that. What? And then the mime's going to like trap him in a box. It's, it's funny. You know what? We also need a great comedy. What these comedies need? Zoo adventures. They're going to go in a zoo and get trampled by animals. But what kind of animals are in a French zoo? Poodles. So they're going to the poodle zoo. And it's going to be all sorts of comedy. They're going to get in a golf cart somehow. We're going to write that in. And it's going to crash and it's going to go into the poodle cage. And it's going to get trampled and one's going to bite him on the nose. And it'll be like, ah, I'm being bitten on the nose and go right in the trailer. All sorts of wacky things of get him getting hurt. It's going to be a number one jam. But you know what else this film needs? What? Well... I think we should maybe up the uh, rating a little bit and maybe do a few jokes about, uh, let's say, bodily functions. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. We're going to throw in all sorts of crazy sound effects into this film. It's going to nonstop laughing every 30 seconds. It's going to be a humor train and you can't get off. That's what this film is going to be. 
A-grade comedy. All right. That's uh, the, this, I, apparently the mime is not speaking know, for the writer. You know what we, else we need? Pop music. Whatever's the number one chart every five minutes, I want all soundtrack to be whatever's big. Make some references to popular culture. You know what I'm saying? And it'll just be, you don't need to put in a joke, though. Just Wimbledon saying something that another person said. All right. It'll be a number one jam. All right. So Fun uh, for the whole family. So, Director Jacob, you've because one Wimbledon comes to town, it's town right. comes uh, to you. Yeah, yeah. You're, you, we've put you inside an invisible box that is soundproof. This summer, make sure to. All right. So, uh, Director Jacob, you've been given a mythical number that does not exist in Hollywood for actual budgets of film, so you don't know what your actual budget is. Well, However, you have a star-studded cast, and your writer's solution to spending more money was adding golf carts and a mime. <laughs> Because those are very expensive. And and poodles that bite and poodles. Him. So, uh, how you feeling? You, you like these changes? You can roll with them? I do like these changes. You know, you, you've given me a lot of tools here. Biggest one being nigh infinite amounts of money. All of my invoices from the studio have come back cashed, so it, it's working out so far. The, the Rock and Kevin Hart do comedic action movies together, and I think... We need to lean a little bit more into that action element, especially if we've got a little bit more dollars to work with, you know? So the way I'm, I'm going to frame it is this. The the Rock is going to be like retired agent or like military personnel or something like that who, you know, got a bunch of medals and, you know, has since the, the lovable fellow who, you know, was wounded in, in war and managed to retire with a bunch of riches after starting, you know, some cool organization or something. Doesn't really matter. We'll kind of skim over that, but people will believe that for The Rock. Uh, Kevin Hart is going to be like his shitty younger brother who like never lived up to anything and just kind of rides his coattails. So the, the plot line still works. Tilda Swinton is a goddamn professional. She showed up and after, you know, paying her basically whatever she wanted, so just write down a number. That's fine. We have a lot of money. And she, she showed up and she's willing to do some ridiculous stuff. So we've, we've developed this cool character for her. She was somebody who in her younger days wanted to become an actress, but due to circumstance and misfortune ended up became becoming a prostitute. And so she sees this as her like way out. Like they're going to give me all this money and uh, I can do this the best acting of my life dealing with this weird dude in the form of Wimbledon Kevin Hart uh, and then at the end of that I'll have the the payday that I need to you know get out of this life and start something new for myself maybe open a theater so she's got all these weird characterizations we found her a whole set of wigs that are just amazing Christian Shaw I think is the wrong choice she's just too young maybe maybe have her as her daughter in this but you know we we're gonna just kind of go a little wild that also we're blowing up the entire country of algeria because we have the money all right so uh michael you have some notes from your your creative team how you feeling i'm feeling duped i'm sad to say but it has uh nothing to do necessarily with the movie i think the movie itself is going great i'm feeling duped because i've been lied to it wasn't in fact the entire country of algeria that was backing this it was just an algerian prince around about six to eight months ago i had gotten an email from a prince of algeria not nigeria no no this is algeria an algerian prince turns out they don't have a monarchy 
Yes, I did not know that either. In fact, uh, this was a hoax. I gave the bank account of the production company for transfer of funds, totaling $5 trillion. And because of that, they want to fire me. Speaking in terms of the production itself, we've had a few cease and desists. One from Wimbledon. They claim that we are not living up to the Wimbledon name and are politely asking for $8.3 million or for us to rename the character. Now, need I remind you, we are broke, so we are renaming it to U.S. Open. In addition, I have gotten a cease and desist from Diablo Cody, referring to the name Juno. We will rename Juno. No, no, no. It's, it's spelled like the city in Alaska. Well, how do you spell Juno, Alaska? I always spell it J-U-N-E-A-U. Is that not how the movie is spelled? No, the movie is J-U-N-O. Still, I'm changing it to Hera. Okay. I feel like it's a fitting Tilda substitute. Like that. All right, so that's all the time for changes we have. I'm going to put this in the movie machine, which sounds like a uh, slide whistle with a slow crash of some plates. <laughs> So, so this movie becomes one of the most historically important films in the history of Hollywood, but not for any reasons you will be fans of. Here's the thing, because of all the mergers of the studio, you basically end up bankrupting 90% of Hollywood. Like, Disney goes under, which pulls down Fox and, and everything, and, and, and none of the other studios, since they're run by white men, are competent enough to fill the gap. The country of Algeria actually has an economic boom because a single philanthropist was able to invest. He, he ended up Is getting a large... before or after we blew it up? So, so here's the thing, because you ran out of money and weren't able to buy real explosives and you just got those little pull-string confetti cannons. So everyone in Algeria, Algeria thought you were just throwing a party for the new infrastructure program. Some anonymous donor just managed to happen. And so they become a nice steady force. So North Africa comes a much more politically stable place just after this movie comes out and most of Hollywood goes bankrupt and the Hollywood system is destroyed. However, Tilda Swinton with her newfound financial, you know, we're not sure how she made $200 million off of a movie. It'd be oh, the I just single wrote that check. Cause yeah, biggest payday. And she starts her own film studio and it harkens back to the day of trusting auteurs and everything. But Tilda being a woman and not an untalented ass clown of a white man, takes chances on directors of color and women and everything and it ushers in a new era of creative unique films that all have modest budgets which force creativity and so you essentially kill the current hollywood system and we get the next 50 years of truly original films and art created by a diverse group of people and north africa is politically stable ending the migrant crisis in europe as well michael you're put in jail for pretty much the rest of your life sorry and uh, Jacob and Ben, you never work again because people think you're somehow hacks. So that's cool. I also got paid like two hundred million dollars. So uh, you have two minutes of time travel magic to try and the world is a better place because of this movie. So you can you know leave it as is. Yeah, but and go. But so. there's not going to be any more Ant Man movies. So we got to make some big changes here. So. What is one plucky writer going to do to change an entire film around? What can he do? Why, he can take a vacation to the founding place of film, Italy. That's right. 
I'm going to take a vac... I mean, Ben's going to take a vacation to Italy, seeing all the sights. Going to eat the pasta. Oh, it won in my eye. Ah, I'm going to fall backwards. And it's going to give me a new perspective. In the did you get diarrhea in the Coliseum? I sure did. But in the third act of my vacation, we're going to have a heartfelt moment where I realized that this wasn't just a wacky series of adventures. This was a serious moment full of friendship and believing in yourself. I'm going to come back with renewed vigor and gonna go in there and give a big speech that'll give me the promotion and then i'm gonna save the softball team all right that was what the problem was right the softball team i forgot that sounds great ben jacob you got a lot of money you'll never make a movie again and the world's a better place you want to change all that honestly no that's great good for freaking tilda let let her do her thing i've got a boatload of cash I am going to hire a writer to chronicle the adventures of Ben, though. Sneakily, you know, get him to sign away his life rights when I'm getting him to sign travel documents so that I can make some uh, some low-budget comedies that will we'll turn around. And, you know, I think Dwayne Johnson's on board with me. He's a pretty forward-thinking guy and will uh, will help me out with that and also help Tilda out with her studio, do some more uh, financing of his own. Because guess what? Everybody got paid like $200 million to make this stupid movie. And uh, it's not really my problem that they didn't really have any money to come back with because we we got our checks i am a little sad we didn't get to blow up algeria because that was originally the plan we're gonna have this big backstory for you know the rock and how he was like this cool soldier guy and we had like one of the biggest live practical action scenes ever planned so that's too bad that we didn't get to do that but on the other hand it's cool that they're stable as a country so uh i will raise a bowl of Chorba to to that Algeria. Hey, can I have some of that chorba? Whoa, whoa, oh, ow, oh, my he's face! Downstairs. All right, live from Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, the uh, federal penitentiary is is our producer. So I've got like uh, like two minutes here, so I'll make it quick. Just want to say, um, how would you like to be remembered? What is your legacy? I mean, do you want to make shitty movies? Or do you want to be the person that single-handedly brought down Hollywood in its current form and set it on a new path? One of inclusion and diversity. That's right, I, a cis white male, am responsible for the downfall of all of Hollywood. Who would have thought that me of such privilege could have such power? Literally everyone, everyone would have thought that the power would have been in the privilege. So I use that privilege and that power to remove that power from the privileged. And I'm okay with that. I'll do my time. And if I can cut a bitch to remain top dog, then a bitch is gonna get cut. Also, uh, please send me a shiv if you can, preferably inside a cake. All right. So uh, you all don't really make any changes. Ben's whole trip to Italy and everything actually didn't even happen. It happened in the mental institution that he was committed to, where he just keeps writing script after script of the exact same plot structure. It's just one's Ben goes to Italy. The next one's Ben goes to the water park. The next one's Ben gets a puppy. And hijinks happen while the puppy's being so cute and making poopies. And, and, you know, the good things that come from the movie Go Good, uh, one bit of sad news is Michael 
passes away in prison. But not in violent like you have. He just has a bad egg salad sandwich. Is literally the most pathetic death in the most media mediocre way possible. Like you know, a cis white dude who ascends to power through mediocrity. So uh, there you have it. I forgot what this piece of shit was called. U.S. Open, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, it was U- U.S. Open carries on or something because it wasn't Wimbledon. I think it was one way to Wimbledon. Yeah, so it's now one way to the U.S. Open. The hubris that destroyed Hollywood. That is the name of the documentary that Tilda has Lexi Alexander make, and it just does. Oh. So well. That sounds so good. So that's it, folks. We end every episode of The Movie Machine with a word from our new patron saint, Jaden Smith. Bring charcoal lemonade back to New York City. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. Bye.